0: Feeling sad about going home, Bo. Must feel totally
1: unreal. I'm supposed to be leaving. I don't know if that's gonna happen. And we're back. Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike One. Co-host also, Mike, is here. And as Lincoln Park once said, the hardest part of ending is starting again. And we are starting again today, a year in preview series. We are done with Oscars 2022-2023. That is in the rear view, and we look forward to Oscars 2023-2024 to because life is a never-ending cycle of pain. Yeah, we're going
0: against the advice of our betters, Scott Feinberg. <laughs> scoffed at us for 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 attempting this. Oh, we waited a week, right? We did wait a week. We probably should have done something else, but we've done this before, Michael, where we mm-hmm. if we just do like a batshit cra- crazy departure right after the Oscars, everybody's just like, "What?" And they're very (laughs) mad at us, but they love this series. So we've grown this series over the years, this year in preview series, which is previewing the next Oscars. And for whatever reason, our fans love it. They demand it. We have to do it. And I think... I have gone down the rabbit holes with this and I've taken you with me. I've dragged you with me. And now we're just gonna analyze every single pr- production company slate, every single studio slate. I mean, we 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 do the deep dive here now.
1: Yeah, that is what we're doing. And as such, we're doing multiple episodes covering the various studios that are out there. So we're not going to do a full slate. Yeah, uh, this like Mike said, we've blown this out. This used to be kind of a two parter thing. It was the pictures and the pics because this would be kind of our laying the groundwork to ultimately lead up to our one hundred percent, way too early. Accurate, one uh, hundred percent accurate. Way too early. Oscars predictions, mm-hmm. where we preview next year's Oscars and pick uh, kind of who to keep an eye on as far as uh, for awards purposes goes. We're going to do a couple episodes of a lead up for the pictures, and this episode we're covering uh, mostly A twenty four and Disney. We might get to a couple other studios. We'll see how we do with timing. And and let's let's shout
0: out the real workers here too, by the way, Michael, because i didn't do all of this work i have to shout out clayton davis at variety mm-hmm. i have to shout out kenzie and the crew over at oscars central mm-hmm. i have to shout out gold derby i have to shout out imdb they had a couple of fancy lists there sports betting dime.com put up some way too early uh uh does you it know, hurt lines.
1: you that i've never heard of that <laughs>
0: Anyway, <laughs> awards ace awards ace got like ten pages up. Eric Weber, by the way, uh, yeah. great job by him. So that and Wikipedia. Donate to Wikipedia, folks, because that's essentially our our level of journalism. I'm gonna go <laughs> on the internet and listen and look for what everybody else is, is saying, and then we can kind of just con- you know comment on it. So this mm-hmm. is uh, this is us at our aggregating
1: best or worst. I don't know. But well, thank you. I remember when we were having a conversation one day, we're like, are we critics? What, what are we? I'm like, no, 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 no. We're we're pundits. We just talk. The Stephen A. Smiths of the
0: Oscars World. Yap, yap, yap. Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, A24, Michael. Let's uh let's dive in there because we got probably like a hundred premises to read mm-hmm. today. So anyway, but Close. A twenty four put out a couple really good movies this year already. Close was one of them, best international film oscar nominee can't film festival lucas Dant would have been in my top five last year if i had seen it before the mmos so fyi check this one out a minus grade for me which was hugely high i only had three with a minus or better grades last year close would have been one of them you're devastated in the middle but this is this may be a heavy movie but it's an honest look at how kids deal with some serious issues uh that are that are shown in this story so i do encourage you all to catch it. It's uh, it's on PVOD right now, close. And then Michael, you would you would probably love this film, Sharper, on Apple TV Plus. Julianne it's Moore, so it's so bizarre. I've seen the trailer. Sebastian Stan, Justice Smith, Brianna Middleton, John Lithgow. It is like a satisfying thriller. It's definitely a B movie, but it's mm-hmm. just this fun con person weird twisty movie, and I really enjoyed my watching of Sharper. So Alright, how many twists are there? There's at least five or six twists.
1: Yeah, that's what I, it just felt like when I was watching the trailer, it felt like, oh, this is like, what was that Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson movie, Basic? Where there's just like <laughs> twists on twists on twists
0: for no reason? Basic. It's yeah. also Sharper. Go check it out. <laughs> uh, then, for the actual A24 schedule, we have uh, a film showing up uh, that's that's the film's title. 4723, April 7th, coming very soon from director Kelly Reichert of First Cow, starring Michelle Williams, Hong Chow, Andre 3000. This was last year's New York Film Festival showing up. 75 Metascore, and the premise reads A sculptor preparing to open a new show must balance her creative life with the daily dramas of family and friends And Kelly Reichert's vibrant and captivating funny portrait of art
1: and craft. Yeah, we have a history here of talking, like, ad nauseum about some random movies that never really make much awards noise, and I feel like we've been making jokes about the upcoming (laughs) Kelly Reichert comedy for, like, three years now.
0: Yeah, because it was at Cannes last year and New York Film Festival. I probably talked about it in both of those episodes, and I also think we talked about it in the year preview series last year. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. I hear it's terrific. Anyway, so Good, great. <laughs> Bo is afraid. This is coming out on April twenty first, twenty twenty three. Ari Aster's next film, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, and Joaquin mm. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Also Parker Posey, Amy Ryan, Richard Kind, Nathan Lane, Zoe Lister Jones, and Michael Gandolfini. Uh, the, there's a trailer out there. Check it out. Bo is afraid. But here's the premise: following the sudden death of his mother. A mild-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic Kofta-esque odyssey back home. Michael, this is a, a, a
1: serious premise for a wacky trailer. Goodbye, Stranger by Supertramp. That's an earworm. Mm -hmm. That like got in. The first time I watched this trailer, I heard that I was like, Oh my god! I couldn't think of any other song for like the next week. Can you imagine if we got sued for you (laughs) (laughs) playing song <laughs> for that, it was just my mouth. <laughs> 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 just the book thrown at us. jail, like right in to jail, jail. right to immediately jail. jail. <laughs> um, yeah, Joaquin's obviously the superstar here. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing some supporting momentum for either or both of Nathan Lane or Amy Ryan just based on the trailer. Hmm. That's a total guess, though, obviously. And Kafkaesque, referring to uh, Franz Kafka, the German novelist who himself was so filled with self doubt and deprecation that he's presumed to have destroyed something like 80% of his life's work just on the assumption that it was terrible <laughs> and no one would want to read it. Oh, no. So that's a guy we can
0: relate to. <laughs> so Bo so is Afraid is going to be being John Malkovich meets The Sopranos' dream sequences. All, yeah, right. To, to your point, all to discuss... German existentialism by way of a Peter Sellers, Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers (laughs) plurality of performances by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I think I think you might have hit the nail on the head there. (laughs) So it's about the financial crisis. Right. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) Wait a minute. We're just repeating ourselves now. (laughs) I'm an idiot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, about the financial crisis. That's what that's what this has to be about. Right. I don't. This is too abstract to be an Oscars player, right? Coming out in April. Right? It has Although to be. Although I guess, you know, we're just off hot dog fingers winning everything, so who knows, from the same studio. That's true. But this feels like us fast-forwarded, God, God
0: forbid, you know, maybe 20 years we have to deal with this <laughs> in our own lives.
1: I'll tell you this much is what I know. A24 is, I mean, they, they, I'll, I'll talk about it in another movie or two, but they're going for the jugular this year with their slate, it seems like.
0: They also have the Sundance hit You Hurt My Feelings uh, premiering May 26th. This is Nicole Holofcenter of Can You Ever Forgive Me fame, Michael. Uh, this stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Ariane Moayed of Succession, Michaela Watkins of all the David Wayne movies. She's hilarious. Uh, we have Owen Teague from To Leslie, Tobias Mende- Menzies from Outlander and the Crown, and David Cross of course. There's a, there's a mm-hmm. trailer, I don't know if you watched it, the I got a, I got some commentary on it. The, the the premise reads a novelist's long longstanding marriage is suddenly upended when she overhears her husband giving his honest reaction to her latest book. I did watch the trailer. What do you what do you think? Okay. Well, I think you have some Seinfeld bias here because you love this. Yeah. And I agree <laughs> with you, but this movie feels like a lot of fancy schmancy movie stars. Just getting all disheveled and dressing down to try to look like us normals. <laughs> this is Julia Louis Dreyfus wearing baggy shirts. and Tobias Menzies <laughs> needs a haircut.
1: Why would I have Seinfeld bias towards anyone other than Julia Louis Dreyfus? Well, this
0: is this is Julia Louis Dreyfus. This right. is your
1: comedian extraordinaire. Oh, she's yeah. I, I have a.
0: I, I enjoy her work. Yes, <laughs> but. Their regular lives are falling apart, but it is a cutesy little, uh,
1: yeah. You know, I, mean, I don't think they're going, here. I don't think they're trying to like win Oscars with this. Maybe they are. I mean, Nicole Hall of Center's already Oscar nominated. This is going to be her second feature film. She's directed. The first one was 2018's the land of steady habits. You, you saw that, right? I did not. Yeah. I
0: think I saw it. I have a More vague question. I don't nah. remember it. I can't re- I believe it was a Netflix play.
1: Wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was. Wow. Uh, Yeah, see? Your mind still works even after this crazy award season we just had. Can you imagine when my mind goes crazy like Bo's afraid? What's going (laughs) to show up? I wait for the day every day. (laughs) Every day I wake up and hope today's the day. But look, A24 seems to be having movies done by these incredibly talented people behind and in front of the camera that are singling out very specific, very emotional confrontations and relationships of love. This one's kind of like, you know, the long... Sta- I mean, I guess it's in the premise. The long-standing marriage, the long-term marriage, and mm-hmm. what the ups and downs, and the trials and tribulations of that. The uh, Bo is Afraid is about the love between a mother, an overbearing mother, and a, and a son, and how that, you know, the anxieties. There's another one. The next movie we we're going to talk about, Past Lives. It's a different type of love. Like, they have a lot of offerings that are just like... I think they're going to break us emotionally this year, A24.
0: Well, you're you're selling me a little bit because I was... I, I might just be bitter because I missed it at Sundance, and everybody loved it at Sundance, but I missed it. So maybe I'm you're just bitter, bitter because
1: you haven't watched Seinfeld.
0: I'm bitter because I watched like 20 movies at Sundance that I didn't like, and this one <laughs> could have been one that I did like. Speaking. <laughs> Speaking of, Past Lives is, is another one yeah, of those.
1: <laughs> that, this comes out June 2nd. It was a big hit at Sundance. It's Celine's song. It's got a 95 Metascore right now. The trailer is out. I do highly recommend you everyone go watch the trailer. Greta Lee from The Morning Show, Tao You from Decision to Leave and John McGarrow, First Cow. Nora and he sung two deeply connected childhood friends, are rest apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea. 20 years later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. And here are some polls from the
0: poll quotes on Rotten Tomatoes Michael quote a marvel unquote exquisite unquote captivating wise wistful I mean in our Sundance recap this was perhaps the film that had the most Oscars buzz coming out of Sundance past lives and and listening to Little Gold Men's latest episode this seems to be a, a tricky campaign, according to them, where they say that, that this needs to be kind of delicate. And obviously, it's coming from June. So you're wondering if it could make the grassroots campaign work for it. So That's a long runway. But they compared past lives more to like Saoirse Ronan's Brooklyn yeah. and the type of movie it is than just this juggernaut, I would say. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it
1: it strikes me that's funny you wrote that after what I what I have ret- written down for the copy here, but I kind of had this like it doesn't strike me as this big Oscars player and maybe it could be, but it it strikes me more of like something that's going to leave its cultural impact and be a huge resume builder for the people behind and in Good. front of the camera. Right, I mean, and I mean, this this trailer broke me. I I, forgot to watch it. You liked it? Oh, it's so it's it's like heartbreaking. It's like Mm. tuggingly emotional stuff because you have these two people who are in this happy relationship, and then this third wheel who was clearly a long lost love, a missed opportunity of like you know what life could have been, a sliding doors moment of childhood past there that comes back into the the frame just for like a week and she spends this week with him just kind of like reliving what life oh my god it's like i don't know how that relationship is going to end or how anything lasts but it feels so real and so true to life and i'm scared to watch this movie june coming
0: soon yeah why am i rhyming again i'm doing it again (laughs) folks anyway talk to me this will come out on july 28th This was a Sundance Midnight Selection that that was acquired there. Supernatural horror horror from the brothers, Filippo, Sophia Weil, Miranda Otto. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, Mm -hmm. they become hooked on the new thrill until Mm -hmm. one of them goes too far and
1: unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Yeah, I've said it once, I say it a thousand times. Once and for all, you know, if you find an embalmed hand laying around, the <laughs> smartest and only thing you should do with it is see if it possesses any arcane powers of darkness and play with them. That's talk to me. So let's <laughs> let's look at the undated A24
0: films. Now these always throw me for a loop because sometimes they come out, sometimes they don't. But we got uh, we got some hope uh, that they will. We have all dirt roads, taste of salt, another Sundance uh, play, Raven Jackson, Sheila A. Team uh, of Woman King, a decade spanning extra. Exploration of a Woman's Life in Mississippi and an Ode to the Generations of People, Places, and Ineffable Moments that Shake Us. Uh, shape yeah, so it's just about life. No
1: big deal. <laughs> yeah, 85 minutes <meta> <laughs> The
0: entirety of life. All of life. Then we have <laughs> Civil War. Now, this is Alex Garland of Men, Ex Machina, et cetera, et cetera. Can't wait. Starring... Give me a giant vulva on a front lawn, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Civil War stars Kirsten Dunst, Wagner Mora of Narcos,
1: and the plot, Michael, is under wraps. Yeah, and based on how the A twenty four slate has seemed thus far, I'm sure this will be a lighthearted, friendly, fair comedy. Bring the kids; fun for all ages.
0: <laughs> Alex Garland, yeah, he's good for yeah. this. Uh, dream <laughs> scenario. This stars Nicholas Cage, Michael Sarah, Julian Nic- Nicholson, and Tim Meadows. It's a comedy about a schlubby professor who Great never, word. who never made it, and he becomes an overnight celebrity after appearing in everyone's dream.
1: Okay, so two-part question. One, who of that cast list is the schlubby professor? I, obviously, you think it's Nick Cage. It could be Michael Sarah. It could be, I suppose, but right? probably Nick Cage. Probably Nick Cage. All right, who is the celebrity you would least like to see with a recurring role in your dreams? <laughs> well,
0: uh, now it's Andrea Riseborough. Just <laughs> oh, no. <'cause laughs> now, now it is. But it's not her fault. She's great in that movie.
1: It's the machine. It's the machine. <laughs> the machine behind her.
0: <laughs> Andrea Riseborough Dream Scenario Anyway <laughs> The Iron Claw I want to hear your Feedback mm. on this one Michael The Iron Claw Is from director Sean Durkin Of Martha Marcy May Marlene And The Nest What a
1: movie Mar- Martha Marcy May Marlene is Huh
0: That's a wild one uh, uh, With uh, the sister What's her Elizabeth name Elizabeth Olsen right? Elizabeth Olson, Thank yeah. you Zac Efron Lily James James Harris Dickinson Mara Tierney Jeremy Allen White And Chavo Guerrero Jr. all-star in this film that is, quote, centered around the Von Erich family, a dynasty of wrestlers from the 1960s onwards that had enormous success and popularized the Iron Claw professional wrestling hold. However, they not only had to battle inside the ring but fight the Von Erich curse outside of it, Michael.
1: Yeah, and it's a very real thing in pro wrestling circles. I've been excited for this one for a while uh for two reasons. One because Jeremy Allen White, I've always said, looks exactly like a Von Erich family member and two, Zac Efron's wig. But <laughs> like the the Von Erich uh legacy is one of heartbreak and tragedy. It's a family that ran their own promotion down south. They became wildly popular in their own territory. They had it's like a three generation spanning family, but the most recent generation are the one that the tragedy is about had six brothers, not all six were wrestlers, but i like one died when he was like a child, but like I think it was five of the brothers made it to uh wrestling fame, mm. but five of the six brothers of that generation all died well before their time oh, some no. was suicide, some was you know a happenstance, some was just tragedy like the the one who was a kid somehow got electrocuted and suffocated oh, in the snow God. it's like horrible stuff oh. but it's a real Curse, it's like a pro wrestling curse that's very well known and very talked about. There was a, a great Dark Side of the Ring episode on the Von Erich family, if anyone's interested in that. I think it's floating around somewhere on YouTube. It's from Vice TV, but um, I've been looking forward to this one. This could be a very, very heavy-handed story. I'm curious on how this is going to be framed and told. Obviously, you have like some real A-list stuff It's some guys with some a lot of momentum involved in this right now with Lily James and Jeremy Allen White coming off the bear and obviously Zac Efron is involved. Chavo Guerrero Jr., by the way, uh has his own family tragedy in the pro wrestling sport to deal with and that he can that can one day be a, its own movie. But he uh is no stranger to the acting world either. He had some a bit part in Glow. I know he trained all the ladies in Glow, that Netflix show, uh along with another wrestler named Carlito, to uh do the moves in the ring and stuff. So he's not a stranger to the, the camera. I'm interested to see what his what role he plays in this too. Hmm. You
0: remember when Zac Efron was supposed to win an Oscar for extremely wicked, shockingly <laughs> evil and vile? Yes, I do. Yes. Uh, I mean, he was he was good in that. It so, was fine.
1: Yeah. So it maybe was...
0: maybe he's got some Mo. He's got a little career. Got momentum.
1: A lot of backlash from that. movie. Like, it's like, oh, we shouldn't be glamorizing all these serial killers. And it like all it for like a week or two, it became Zac Efron's fault that that happened.
0: Jeremy Allen White's winning a ton of Emmys. You got mm-hmm. uh Harris Dickinson with a lot of momentum. I loved his movie Scrapper from the uh from Sundance as well. And then he was uh he was awesome in Triangle of Sadness. Lily James, a lot of momentum yeah. on the T V side. Mara Tierney's always been underrated. And mm-hmm. then and then look, I mean I, I think uh, I think you can have a lot of wrestler cameos to to bring that audience in. Can you do you, can you imagine the wrestling audience tuning in for next year's Oscars in mass, Michael?
1: The well, it's, You're getting to a point where this like obviously The Rock, obviously John Cena, right, coming into mainstream big-budget studio fair. Now you have these smaller independent thing uh, movies going. You have Glow, which coming to the streaming side. You have Young Rock, which is on NBC, a TV show right now. You have uh, uh, A24 getting involved in this. The Hulk Hogan biopic is coming down the pipeline at some point. Like, This is happening. (laughs) Pro wrestling is kind of making its way into the movie world and legitimate movie world as opposed to like the no holds barred movies of the 1980s that we had to deal with as wrestling fans for a while. So it could
0: be coming. I'm excited. I'm also excited about this. uh, This next movie here.
1: Love lies bleeding. Rose glass of St. Maud, Kristen Stewart, Katie M. O'Brien, a romance fueled by ego, desire and the American dream.
0: So I don't remember where I heard the scuttlebutt, but I did hear the scuttlebutt that Kristen Stewart was trying to get on the next Rose Glass movie. Like, this was the scuttlebutt at parties. I forget, like, a friend of the show told us or something, or mm. maybe I heard it on a podcast. I don't even know. I don't want to pretend like I'm cool. But St. Maud had come out. Rose Glass had just really impressed a lot of people, and Kristen Stewart was trying to get on one, and here she is on a Rose Glass movie. So this is awesome. This is this is what you want, you know. This is what you want to have happen. These dream, uh, dream connections. There, everybody dies at the end of this, right? <laughs> yeah, this can't end happily. <laughs> Love lies bleeding. Good. What are the odds? What are the betting odds? What would you give me? Twenty to one. One hundred to one. For what? A happy Seven? ending. For a happy ending. Uh, it's three thousand to one. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Priscilla A twenty four is going to Graceland. Sofia Coppola. Kaylee Spiney is playing Priscilla. Excuse me if I mispronounce her name. Jacob Elordi is going to be Elvis, and the film follows Priscilla Presley and her life with Elvis. Uh this is Sofia Coppola, hopefully,
1: you know, returning to Oscar's level form, no? I could see this being the big Oscar's player for me. I I I think it's tough obviously you're following the Boz Luhrmann movie, which just had all sorts of success and was a big Oscars player, even though it went home empty-handed. It was nominated all those times. But I could see Priscilla being A24's big Oscar play with Sofia Coppola involved, and obviously you're getting the Elvis story from a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. But I could also see it falling flat. But I don't... Like, Sofia Coppola doesn't... She, she's always brushing up against awards season, at least, to me, every time she releases something. I'm still bitter that Bill Murray got overlooked... For a supporting Nom for on the rocks a few years ago, never mind being overlooked for the uh, the lead in uh, Lost in Translation there at the Oscar ceremony. Yeah, true, true. So she, yeah, she doesn't make bad movies, Sofia right. Coppola. So
0: I, I could see it. You know what blew my mind that I realized after the tragedy with, uh, uh, with the with the 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 daughter, the granddaughter that is, no, the daughter. Anyway, Riley Keo is Elvis's granddaughter. Did you know that? She's a Presley? She is? No, I not She's a I Presley know girl. That. Huh. So, like... Interesting. Wild. Yeah, I did not know that.
1: I was not aware. that I, I, I blew my mind. Blew my mind. I had no idea. Blue suede Shoes. hmm <laughs> Problemista. From writer, director, and star Julio <laughs> Torres from Los Spookies uh, and SNL there. Tilda Swinton is in this as is Rizza. Alejandro is an aspiring toy designer from El Salvador, struggling to bring his unusual ideas to life in New York as time runs out on his work visa. A job assisting an erratic art world outcast becomes his only hope to stay in the country. It's got an early 7.4 on IMDb and carrying a 75 Metascore after South By. I want to see this movie so bad. This this has been a weird fascination
0: of mine based on documentaries and... Like the art world, who could become an outcast of the weird ass art world? <laughs> Didn't we see like Netflix movies made about this that are just?
1: Fat? I was gonna ask, did you like Velvet Buzzsaw? Velvet that- Buzzsaw, thank yeah. you.
0: Like the weird Netflix movie polls, next Netflix original polls that are happening already in this episode. Yeah, I. I don't remember loving uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, but I would love a good movie about that weird-ass world. Uh, I mean, that that uh, Le- Lost Leonardo was a movie that fascinated mm-hmm. me, another documentary there. there the HBO had this documentary about this. The Art Thief, the, right? Wasn't or, it just called The Art Thief? No, The Lost Leonardo, but The Art Thief might be something, too. I, I just feel like I've been living in this world for a while, and now I want to see... Tilda Swinton playing erratic outcast from that world in an A24 wackadoo performance. I'm, I'm in. I'm just in. <laughs> the Art Thief is a book, apparently,
1: by Noah Charney. All right, good to know. I don't okay. know why I pulled that from.
0: All right, well, we got another Julia Louis-Dreyfus A24 title here in Tuesday, also starring Lola Pettigrew, and the synopsis reads, A Mother-Daughter Fairy Tale. It could be anything. It could even be a boat. You know how long I've wanted one of those. <laughs> what if it's an unsolicited prequel set on a mm-hmm. boat mm-hmm. to the Adams Family Netflix series? Because <laughs> it's called Tuesday. <laughs> I'm just guessing. No, that's, is, that's fine. I'll this go with it. is <laughs> the slew thing we do here at Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I heard there were werewolves in a Park Chan Wook movie, by the way. Yeah, well,
1: that's coming up. Don't worry, I referenced that. <laughs>
0: Earth, Mama. This was a Sundance play. This is going to be the opening night film at New Directors New Films in New York City. This is Savannah Leaf, uh,
1: Earth Mama, based on a short film she made with Taylor Russell. Yeah, now we're getting into territory where there's just not information available. This movie has so little out there right now. If you type in Earth Mama to Google, you get an organic herbal care brand for newborns and new mothers and, like, the Mm -hmm. links to it at Target and whatnot. Nothing about a movie. Well... Maybe they, can, uh, maybe they can reset the internet,
0: sure. which I hope happens just in general, by the way. But <laughs> I did get three tickets for a day at New Directors, New Films. I don't think uh. I can get free to see Earth Mama. That's like on a Thursday night premiere. But uh, I'm going to see two movies at the MoMA. Maybe I'll venture upstairs. Maybe I will. I don't know. Yeah. I've done it once before, and I've just been... I felt really strange because PJ
1: Clarks was calling your name instead of but that's the big
0: thing I gotta go to PJ's I gotta Mm -hmm. visit my buddy there in Lincoln Center before I see my final movie of the night so it'll be a nice
1: nice little Saturday I I I don't know if I envy you or just hate you (laughs) haven't decided (laughs) Maxine. either envy or hate i don't think
0: those are healthy but good
1: maxine is also on the docket uh ty west didn't get his trilogy done all in one year uh but it will be the third part of that x pearl trilogy with mia goth will be coming out at some point in this year so there's three
0: x's in maxine the title that mm-hmm. means this is pearl getting cast in her briefly lived film career right of risque films there and then she probably doesn't not murder everyone
1: so i mean if you were gonna have a movie where the plot is someone on a porn set murders everyone (laughs) while naked mia goth is not not signing up for that role right she's like she's gonna be fine being nude hacking people up so that could be what we're looking at we're going to be there opening night, Michael. Uh, the front room. The, go ahead. From the Eggers brothers here. Brandy Norwood, Andrew Burnup, Catherine Hunter from the Tragedy of Macbeth. This is a psychological horror. Yeah, I would say so with the Eggers. Yeah, what if they said, hey, this is not a psychological horror.
0: That was just the, the, the marketing. Would you believe we're, the Eggersies?
1: We're doing animated family films now, people. Would you even believe them? I wouldn't believe no. them. Of course not.
0: All right. Uh, I saw the TV glow. Another Justice Smith, a twenty-four movie here. He is from Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Dungeons and Dragons. I saw the glow. I saw the TV glow. Has Phoebe Bridgers, Danielle Deadweiler of Till, and this is the plot premise: two teenagers bond over their love of a television series after it is mysteriously canceled. Their reality begins to blur.
1: Okay, interesting premise. I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Justice Smith and Bridget lundy Payne, who was Billy and Bill and Ted Face the Music and Julia Clark and Bombshell. Those are the first two names listed on the IMDB cast page. Okay. Daniel Deadweiler is third. Danny Tamborelli of Pete and Pete and all that fame is seventh. Mm-hmm. There's n- I, there's no Phoebe Bridgers. So like mm. I don't know where you're getting that from. Or is this another werewolves and decision to leave situation?
0: <laughs> I thought I saw Phoebe Bridgers. Maybe I maybe I clicked on the wrong tab. Usually. Is
1: it Bridget Lundy Payne Then you just like thought it was Phoebe Bridgers? I mean, do I confuse Phoebe Bridgers often? I don't know. Is this a personal problem?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Phoebe Bridgers. She is not. And I saw the TV glow. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see her. Yeah, I
1: don't. I think you're right. I think she's not there. You saw Danny Tamborelli, and you just got hooked into nostalgia and you just got flashed back to the 1990s where you're staring in front of your TV in the mid-afternoon at some point? I don't know. Is somebody
0: named Bo? Is Paul Mescal involved somewhere? (laughs) How did I screw this up? (laughs) Anyway, I, uh... (laughs) Phoebe Bridgers may or may not be in this movie. (laughs) She is, uh...
1: She is not in this movie, apparently. Come for the slate. Leave with a lot of questions. Anyway,
0: I (laughs) rewatched Decision to Leave Again, and it's glorious. So that movie should have been nominated for like eight Oscars. Yeah, it should have. And I'm very upset. That was total BS. And if there were werewolves, or at least one werewolf, (laughs) it would (laughs) have... It would have transcended, yeah, Yeah. it would have transcended the genre. We would have been there. All Mm -hmm. right. Otherwise, A24, they made a documentary for Netflix that played well at Sundance called The Deepest Breath, which I believe is about spelunking. Okay.
1: Very good. Otherwise, we can move on to Disney. That's a big slate for A24, though. A24 is interesting. I was going to say, I don't know that I see any Oscar contenders jumping out at me, but I guess based on last year you could have said the same thing about their slate last year right i mean the A twenty four movie that jumps out as an oscars contender i guess is going to happen organically i'm
0: so in for that happening every year i want one of these cool ass weird titles to just break through and, and hit the zeitgeist uh, i i love that that happened last year and let, let's do it again mm-hmm. every year
1: yeah. Move on to uh, Disney here, and Disney's got three big ones set up for tentpole features.
0: Yeah, The Little Mermaid is coming out on May 26th. We have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny on June 30th, and we have Haunted Mansion coming out this summer, July 28th.
1: Indiana Jones rings the button for the nurse to come in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking good for him, is it? I
1: Look, we love Harrison Ford, right? I, like, <laughs> But... To ask him to be the lead in an action movie at this point. I just watched him in Shrinking. He is
0: my favorite. That is the best show. Apple TV Plus. Watch that show. I've tweeted about it an obnoxious amount. But no. The man is just (laughs) bow-legged
1: walking around. He cannot move. What are we doing? Indiana Jones and the pudding decision.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we could but, keep going with this. This is just <laughs> Anyway. <will be>
1: fun. <laughs> bing, bang boom. I mean, those are the, those are the tent poles. Those are the money makers that Disney has lined up all throughout the summer in the House of Mouse. A little mermaid is something that both Mike and I think that's a billion dollar plus player, right? Probably these yeah. these you
0: know, remakes have been uh these live action remakes, which is hilarious because it's just completely animated. Right. Almost <laughs> right. in every case. <laughs> But it's the like first one fake. was
1: live action, and then <laughs> just like went off the edge. Yeah,
0: it's this Little Mermaid deep fake, but with like yeah. actual mocap performances. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for for Haley Bailey. Same. I'm rooting for this film to do well. I think uh, the first Little Mermaid was a much better story than people give it credit for. Although- I feel
1: less gross about this one than I do watching the live action Lion King or live action uh, Aladdin trailers. Yeah, I, the, this one doesn't spook me out as much as those I
0: like them. how you go against, you go against the backlashes and the backlashes give you solace. Like if something has a backlash, yeah, you feel better about it. That's right, in general. Because now, now you're you're you're
1: at home with. <laughs> I'm I glad. Have paid- I'm just- Hate cover me like a warm blanket on a cool night. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to move on to the (laughs) Well, let me just talk about Disney's box office success. As far as domestic Mm -hmm. grosses, Disney had four of the top eight grossing films of 2022, five of the top 11 in 2021, technically six if you want to count Spider-Man No Way Home at all, which was a Sony film, but obviously Disney had a stake in that, Mm -hmm. and seven of the top eight highest grossing domestic films in 2019, including each of the top six, so... I, I saw some headlines and articles coming out uh, over the last few days talking about how the Bob Iger and Disney's purchase of Fox may have been a mistake. Bob Iger's taking home $46 million a year for what he's doing for Disney. So, you know, reportedly anyway. Right. Don't don't bother wasting your, your ink on how bad Disney is right now.
0: Yeah, so they should sell the Apple is what you're saying. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about the big Walt Disney Pictures play for the fall, and that is Wish. Coming November 22nd, this is directed by Chris Buck of The Frozens and Fawn Vera Sunthorn, who's worked on films such as Zootopia, Raya and the Last Dragon, Moana, and Wish stars the voices. The only two listed are Ariana DeBose and Alec, Alan Tudyk. And I love that that's enough for me, <laughs> because they're my favorites, both
1: of them. That's Chris Try Nuck If You, Buck. Oh, he directed the amazing Frozen 1 and the horribly misguided Frozen 2. Come on, Mike, do the next right thing. Come on. <laughs> nah. Well, i I'll tell you what, after researching him, that song came as a result of a horrible thing that happened, I guess, with his son. So I'm more forgiving on that, uh-huh. knowing that now. But... Uh, he all This man also co-directed... He's been with Disney forever, except for a short like respite in the 2000s where he went off to Sony, but he co-directed Tarzan back in 1999. He helped with animation on the OG, Little Mermaid, The Black Cauldron. He, he goes with Disney as far back as 1981's The Fox and Hound, meaning he was animating for Disney when he was 23, and is still working for the company.
0: Wish is in that marquee Thanksgiving family film frame at the box office, so yeah. this is signaling especially when you take a Pixar film and you put it in June and you put the Walt Disney Pictures film in, in November, that is signaling that Disney is confident in Wish.
1: It does ring out such confidence. I would agree with that.
0: All right, we'll move on into that Fox deal right now and talk about 20th Century, a wing of the Disney uh, empire. Mm-hmm. Already released this year from 20th century, we have Boston Strangler, which I just watched on Hulu. And And Mike, I got to say, it's a solid... True crime mystery. Kira Knightley, Carrie Coon, Chris Cooper. I enjoyed this quite a bit, and I think it's because of the contrast to Holy Spider, which is also a movie about a strangler, and we didn't have to watch like fourteen slow strangulation scenes in 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 uh-huh. the that Boston Strangler or Boston makes sense Strangler
1: with with, how, with what you're. Uh... You know, limit is for certain things that you view. Yeah, I'm glad. I was shocked this was a movie and not a miniseries when I saw the trailer. I thought, sure, this was an upcoming miniseries on Hulu and FX.
0: I don't want to give too much away, but this was not what I expected. And I am pleasantly surprised with Boston Strangler because this was shot and written and felt much more like Zodiac and and David Fincher than I thought possible going in. And I'm I'm excited. I really liked it.
1: Nice. That, that rings my bell. I'm interested in that. I've, I've almost hit play on it a couple times, and I probably would if it was a miniseries. And that just mm-hmm. it says something about my my penchant for movies right now. After uh, this after past award season,
0: watching triple digit movies for the last year <laughs> or for the fifth year in a row. Yeah. I, did, did you did you ever think you were made for this? <laughs> Because I always Let's dive do. deep into the cycle mid episode. Well, but that's the thing—we're previewing all these movies, and I know I'm going to watch most of them, the vast majority of them. You have to be have to what? Like I'm I'm almost stepping on eggshells here because I don't want to preview the movie where somehow I get Mike into a grudge based on three-dimensional psychological chess of reverse psychology and I don't know what.
1: <laughs> My mind is like the movie Cube. Yeah, how do I avoid turning what Mike was that? against What was that folks? movie where Jennifer Lopez goes into the mind of the serial killer? The Cell. The man. Cell? Yeah. Yeah, I
0: am in The Cell. You are Vincent... I can never pronounce this guy's name. D'Onofrio? D'Onofrio. The apostrophe is a nuh. I can never remember that. Anyway, we have The Boogeyman, which I'm sure you'll see because it's a... Jump scare movie from June that uh, there's a
1: schlock horror film, Michael. Uh, The Boogeyman, this is is already a trailer out. Damien and Sophie Thatcher of Yellow Jackets as the headliners, whatever. This trailer (laughs) bugged the shit out of me because it looked Mm -hmm. like the premise for this looked identical to a movie I could not for the life of me think of. And I could have sworn it was from the early 2000s, mid-2000s, and it was not. I lied to everybody. I had to go to, to our, our followers on Twitter. I'm like, please help me. What was this freaking movie that had this trailer where the thing is approaching the main characters, and then when the light shines on, it goes away, but as soon as the light's off, it's right there. I, I could not think of And everybody, so many people suggested, people in my real life who I texted for help with this too, everyone suggested Darkness Falls, that Tooth Fairy movie from like 2004. I'm like, no, it's not Darkness Falls, goddammit! it. <laughs> Well, it, but uh, it was, but it wasn't.
0: Because right, you it is
1: dark. About. It is, it is. Darkness Falls is exactly what I was describing, but it was not <laughs> the movie I was looking for. <laughs> it was Lights Out. Joe Messen, thank God, finally uh, was able to say. And it, I mean, the reason nobody else was able to guess it is because I lied to people. I said it was from the mid two thousands to early two thousands. No, it's a twenty sixteen movie, Lights Out, <laughs> that I could not remember. But Lights Out is exactly the movie. If you saw Lights Out, this looks very similar, even in trailer, to what Lights Out was.
0: I like that our listeners know you well enough (laughs) that they would figure you would figure it came from the early 2000s. But (laughs) actually, disregard what I
1: said about the timeline, yeah.
0: (laughs) Within five years. Right. Because you're a man lost in time, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: No, that worked. That's, that works very well. A Haunting in Venice is next. <laughs> <laughs> so ne- next, uh, Hercule Poirot, Agatha Christie, Mystery here. Kenneth Branagh returning for his role. Michelle Yeoh is going to be in this. Jamie Dorn and Tina Fey. Jude Hill comes out September 23rd. Uh, as well, in the fall release slate, we have True Love. October 6th, John David Washington, Gemma Chan, Allison Janney, Ralph Innocent, Ken Watanabe. This is from Gareth Edwards, who did Rogue One, Monsters, and Godzilla. Uh, True Love, also the name of a killer angels and Airwave song. I just want that on the record.
0: I could see these movies making some money, Uh, not because of your song title, because every band has a song entitled True Love, though, Michael. Don't Uh, like
1: what you're insinuating there.
0: Anyway, I think uh, A Haunting in Venice. (sighs) Death on the Nile should have been nominated for Costumes. Those costumes oh, wow. were awesome. Okay. Anyway, after... What was the first movie? The friggin' Express? Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Murder, Murder on the Polar
1: Express. Yep, that's it. Tom uh, Hanks was sad. Starring yeah. an
0: animated Tom Hanks, I'm pretty Couldn't sure. Couldn't believe
1: he ate that kid's spleen. An elephants... All because he believed in Christmas. I don't understand what they were... Go ahead. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: anyway we you know <laughs> moving on cannibalism on the polar express 20th century they may have some box office successes uh, in their future speaking of which it's undated as of now but the bike riders is starring austin butler yeah tom hardy jody comer michael shannon the bike riders is directed by jeff Nichols. Of take shelter, mud, midnight special, loving, and the plot premise for the bike riders reads: it follows the rise of a Midwestern motorcycle club through the
1: lives of its members. So there you go. Also, mom and I can see this one arm in arm because we can uh, follow Austin Butler's career. Of what comes next? Good. What a cast and what a crew. I mean, Jeff Nichols. I don't. I'm a little surprised based on his, you know, filmography. The tone for this sounds unlike. What we're used to seeing with him loving sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see how he's going to adapt this, because what this sounds like is a, uh, a movie about a lot of crime. Wow. and And, you know, a gang, gang movie. But he's taking this uh, Danny Lyon photo journal, which was apparently wildly popular. It was a photo journal from 1968, I want to say off the top of my head, uh, of the Chicago Outlaws Motorcycle Club. Uh, depicted them in the late 60s. It became this pop culture phenomenon. It was released the year before Easy Rider uh, came out, the movie, the film Easy Rider, and gained popularity. And it was apparently a prime example of what Lion did best. He captured the real-life occurrences of groups within the nation who otherwise were mostly inaccessible to everyday people. So to take those photos of the original book, which are just photos from what Hmm. I understand... Nichols is going to adapt that into a story with not only the premise you read, but a further premise provided by Wikipedia. As seen through the lives of its members, the club evolves over the course of a decade from a gathering place for local outsiders into a more sinister gang threatening the original group's unique way of life. Hmm. This sounds like a huge awards player, if we take everything in consideration to me.
0: So Austin Butler will be the you know, the chief of the gathering place for local outsiders, good guys, and Michael this Shannon, of course.
1: God. We weren't we were made to rot like this. Oh. <laughs>
0: and Michael Shannon's going to have an immaculate beard, I'm guessing. Just the biggest, the greatest beard.
1: <laughs> if you go on Wikipedia, Michael Shannon, I guess, is kind of the reason this this manuscript finally or this this script finally got written Hmm. because the the thing on wikipedia said that jeff nichols would talk about writing this script forever and michael shannon at one point on a set with jeff nichols was just like you've been talking about writing this fucking thing for a decade you're not gonna do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) or is this austin butler versus tom hardy i don't know oh i don't mind that either i would sign up for that anyway And michael shannon is the father figure who gets killed along the way he is the mentor hero who die, has to die right. for somebody else to win. You killed my father. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Nichols has some huge film Twitter fans, and they each seem to love him for a different movie. Like Midnight Special has a really devoted fan club mm-hmm. that I know of. And like you said, Loving got broke him through at the Oscar level. That has some you know devoted fans. And I'm one of... The People Who Love Mud, the Matthew McConaughey movie. Sure. So Jeff Nichols, he's got some fans. I mean, this, could, this could be something, the bike riders. It sounds, I mean, it's to me, this is awards. Hmm. Could be. Yeah. He might be ready. He might be ready. Yeah. We'll move on to Searchlight. And Searchlight is the other Fox wing that came over, also very accustomed to Oscars' success. Mm-hmm. And they got a big slate, Searchlight. Uh, to Hulu from March 31st, which is next weekend. Rye Lane, this was a Sundance hit, Michael.
1: I, there's no way this is a Searchlight movie not an A24 movie. Hmm. No way. It's two young Londoners bonding over breakups, including a she cheated on me with my best friend subplot. And it's highly rated. A 7.7 IMDb score very early, but a 7.7 right now. An 81 Meta score, which is super high. This is an A24 movie. <laughs> I'm excited. I'll
0: watch it immediately. Yeah. Ry Lane. Uh, we have to theaters Chevrolet, Chevy, 421.23. <laughs> this is Kelvin Harrison Jr., Samara Weaving. I feel like we've previewed this. Yeah, forever. We've been previewing this movie for it's another one for like years, I feel like. And, and here's the problem I have with Chevrolet. Chevalier, Chevalier. Chevrolet. Chevrolet. I see this trailer at the AMC before every movie. <laughs> Everyone. I'm sick of this trailer. It goes, it was...
1: it goes Nicole Kidman
0: <laughs> Chevrolet trailer. <laughs> I liked it
1: once. And mm-hmm. I like Kelvin Harrison Jr. Of I course. feel like I've seen this movie. Already. You probably have, for as long as we've been talking about it and thinking about it and seeing the preview.
0: I have the A-list, and the A-list has a lot of positives to it. One of the not positives, I think somebody would call it a negative, is that you have to watch the same 30-minute <laughs> trailer reel 174 times a See? year.
1: this is why I can't get A-list. You've already convinced me. I guess so. Uh,
0: we have to Hulu. And... Imagine
1: if that was serious.
0: But no, we 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 do have a lot of fans of this film from Toronto. Matt Negley has been particularly high on Chev- Chevalier and and saying that it could be an Oscars player
1: from from the spring. So you never know. You never know. sure. I mean, look, there's ta- I mean, Samara Weaving, and Kelvin Harrison Jr. are great. Absolutely, that so, yeah, wouldn't surprise me.
0: We have to, to Hulu and Disney Plus coming to both services, by the way, which might be telling if you listen to the town. But Flamin' Hot. This is going to be the story about the origins of Flamin' Hot Cheetos, that may or may not be a lie, because it's kind of under fire right now the story's validity. But Ava Longoria directing it, a
1: lot of good reviews from South by. I think this played South by. I I, I might be lying about yeah, that, but it I know I do know. Okay, it did I do know the early reviews? I mean, there was you know outlets, the trades are calling it charming. So take that for what it's worth. We have to theaters.
0: Uh, theater camp. and I'm a redundant son of a gun. Uh, July fourteenth, and this is a Sundance comedy starring Molly Gordon
1: and Ben Platt. Fifty-seven-year-old Ben Platt. Wasn't this trailer available online at one point? I don't know. I've seen the movie already. I think. But, okay, you're but didn't remembering... we review the trailer?
0: I don't know, but I you're remembering me reviewing the movie. And most. Am I them.
1: having a stroke right now? <laughs> I could have sworn this movie. I've seen this trailer. I know you reviewed it, mm-hmm. but I, saw, I, I swear to God, I saw this trailer on, on YouTube, and now it's not on YouTube.
0: It, they might have put it on YouTube for Sundance. If we previewed Sundance, you might have watched the trailer pre-Sundance.
1: God damn it. Maybe you're right. Maybe I am just thinking of you, and I just came up with a trailer in my mind you after, m- off your review. All right. So how does this trailer go? <laughs> just going to
0: give you an improv exercise. I
1: don't know because I didn't see it.
0: Is Ben Platt in his Dear Evan Hansen ben makeup just crying into ben his fist? Ben Platt is a geriatric camp counselor. <laughs> and Molly Gordon is his plucky assistant camp director. Stan
1: Marsh was a washed up third grader.
0: Theater camp's a good movie. You should watch it. It's a lot of a I lot plan of on it. I was hoping
1: to watch the trailer again.
0: <laughs> you should watch the trailer and then you should see the movie. Uh that is Theater Camp. Uh, next Goal Wins is headed to theaters September 22nd. Tycho Waititi's next feature. This feels like we've been previewing it for yes. t- literally three years. Yep. Literally. Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender, Elizabeth Moss. The pro- plot premise reads, Dutch-American football coach Thomas Rongjen is tasked with turning the America American Samoa national team, considered the, one of the weakest football teams in the world, into an elite
1: squad. Yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it, but I wanted to see it three years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> Next <Same>. goal wins. <laughs> Uh, we have a list of Searchlight films listed for 2023. I uh, was starting off with Magazine Dreams. We've talked about this one already. Jonathan Majors, a bodybuilding drama. It played Sundance. It was one of the big ones. Mike, you uh, liked the performance, but you weren't crazy about the movie. I like the editing and the cinematography as well. So
0: it's a well-made film with some superlatives. Searchlight might be able to do something for Jonathan Majors here. I hope he would just get, like, nominated. We've seen worse films nominated for, for acting performances, but... Yeah, it's not a great movie. That's the problem. He's great in a not great movie for Magazine Dreams.
1: Another one that we've talked about for a while, or at least one of a couple, is the Yorgos Lanthimos new one from, called Poor Things. Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo, Rami Youssef, Gerard Carmichael, Christopher Abbott, Margaret Qualley, Catherine Hunter. A Victorian tale of love, discovery, and scientific daring. Poor Things tells the incredible story of Bella Baxter, who played by Stone, a young woman brought back to life by an eccentric but brilliant scientist. So I went on two
0: internet rabbit holes for Poor Things. Okay. One, I was confused at Yorgos' two films that he does have coming out this year, and and Poor Things. Now, one may get bumped to, to 2024 if you listen to Little Gold Men there, but he cast Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, and Margaret Qualley in both movies. So I was very confused about whether or not these are two separate films or one film and IMDb just had two listings because I didn't believe IMDb. All right, it's two films. I okay. can confirm. All right, but then I went on a separate deep dive on whether or not this is the Hawkline
1: monster. It has of been the, an obsession it's been an obsession of yours.
0: This is a, one of the audio one of my last audiobooks that I listened to before I had just had way too many podcasts to listen to and I right. stopped listening to audiobooks.
1: okay.
0: I don't know if you know this about me.
1: but <laughs> don't
0: like but okay. too many of our friends have podcasts. there's too many podcasts I like. You could not listen to them. I, I cannot it's an option. I, but I have I, I just have too many podcasts, so I okay. can't listen to audiobooks anymore. Why do I need to be enriched by the stories of the spoken <laughs> word, right? So I don't. This was one of the last few audiobooks I listened to, and it, it was about these two cowboy gunmen tasked with assassinating this mad scientist in the Old West. It was a weird story. And I don't think either of these you know and or poor things is the hawk Lane monster so I, I don't understand what yorgos is doing i do know his editor yorgos is also involved with poor things so it's a double yorgos mm-hmm. i don't think the best think, kind of yorgos i don't think and is a double yorgos so we can't say it's a double double yorgos
1: i feel like we're due for a batshit yorgos lanthimos project uh, like so he played just, nice. He did something for the academy with you know. The so we're just movie no, there. no. We're
0: just due for another Yorgos project. Is what you're no, like I, I think we're like like
1: we're we're not killing sacred deers. We're just killing now. Yeah, you know, like we're just we're gonna do something. All, like that one was for the pu- public, the general public. The la- what was the name of that one? I can't favorite. remember. Maybe favorite. Yeah, that one was for the general public, and now this one's for Yorgos.
0: Could be. I don't yeah. know, uh, but this poor things is supposed to be a big deal.
1: It really is, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for anything. Yorgos Lanthimos touches. Yes. Uh, strangers from Andrew Haig. I apologize if I mispronounced that. He did 45 years and lean on Pete, but I also don't apologize because Lean on Pete was a horse movie. It was a horse so. movie.
0: <laughs> Here we Screw go again, you. people.
1: <laughs> Screw you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Scott, Paul Mescal, Claire Foy, Jamie Bell in this one. Adam, a screenwriter living in London, encounters his mysterious neighbor, Harry, who turns into a horse, Now and then discovers in his childhood home his long-dead parents living and looking the same as they did 30 years ago. Whoa. And this one's not... If I remember right, I'll I'll look at when you're talking, but I don't think this is a horror or thriller. I think this is a fantasy movie. Hmm. Huh. Is how it's uh, listed. Anyway, Andrew
0: Haig, he's made, like, one good... TV show or film after another. Charlotte Rampling got Oscar nominated for 45 years, a couple, you know, five years back, and then he's otherwise made, you know, looking, the look I think he was the looking movie, and he made the horse movie hall of fame film Lean on Pete. You know, so I mean that could be a that could be a future series for us, Michael. The next series we do. I mean, horse movie hall of fame, you guys in? I mean, we'll maybe the horse ringer. Movie.
1: We'll do one horse movie, one Transformers movie, one horse movie, one Transformers movie.
0: <laughs> I, would you make that deal right now? Really? Absolutely not. Are you
1: kidding? We end the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well,
0: just saying. Just trying to put your money where your you know you're, you're oh, not your horse hooves watching are.
1: <laughs> put your money where your hooves are.
0: All right. Undated right now from Searchlight. Night, bitch. Another one. Yeah, another movie we've been previewing for a while. Mariel Heller, Amy Adams, a woman taking care of her toddler begins to believe that she is turning into a canine. Can not say
1: it's not an an intriguing uh, premise there?
0: It's definitely intriguing. Uh, We'll move on to Pixar and Marvel real quick. It's not a lot. Elemental is coming out on June 16th. We've seen the trailers, reviewed them. Directed by Peter Sohn of The Good Dinosaur. You guys, are, are you in for this movie or out? Or, I'm, I'm so weird. It, it's yeah. just a weird. I'm not crazy about the trailer.
1: All right. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Elemental in June. You never know. Could be a big deal. It's kind deal. of like a fire. Uh, a person made a fire. Well, I mean, the idea is that all the elements are personified and they all live together. And there's like a regular subway system and humans. And mm-hmm. the this girl made a fire is going to team up with this. Guy made of water. And, <sighs> I just would
0: rather watch Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ant Man and the Wasp. Take her head off. <laughs> <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania was the first of the Marvel films this year. Jonathan Majors may have a supporting actor puncher's chance. The VFX. No
1: way. Are you serious?
0: He's really good in that, but no, you're probably not. You're probably Angela not. Bassett. <laughs> okay all right fine i mean it's it's a preview show so everybody's gonna win an oscar mike i mean come on it's
1: like it's true i forgot that's my bad
0: all of these movies are coming out this year mm-hmm. everybody's gonna win an oscar this is us that i mean the way, most
1: the way that movie was received was not good I did
0: not like it. I was really upset at how they handled the Jonathan Majors character, even though he is awesome in it. He's th- the best part of the movie, and I'm just pissed. Anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three it's coming out May 5th. The first two Guardians films got Oscar nominated in VFX, and the first film was also a makeup and hairstyling play.
1: And I will we- be very interested to see if Chris Pratt has isolated an audience at all, because huh. there is a lot of negative Chris Pratt stuff out there. Maybe. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is going to be
0: another one in a future episode here. But The Marvels is the third MCU film. November 10th, Brie Larson is Captain Marvel. Iman uh, Vellani, she is Miss Marvel. And Tiona Paris is Monica Rambeau from WandaVision there, along with Samuel Jackson from Nick, or who's playing Nick Fury. So I really enjoyed the Miss Marvel story. I'm up and down on Captain Marvel, and I'm not a huge fan of WandaVision, so I don't, I don't know like where this one's going to land. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the only people who didn't like WandaVision. I don't. Why? What's wrong with me? What? Why? I don't know. You usually go with the crowd. Usually I am a yes man. Usually, yeah. I just bow to the masses. I'm I mean, when it comes to chill. when it comes when it comes to uh, shows anyway. I think, I I think I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it was a post Oscars watch for me. But I was hmm. not a huge. I had too high expectations for Wandavision. But I liked, I liked Miss Marvel, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. All right, could go Tell either way. About you here. Let's uh, let's finish up with a couple here. G Kids has a, a a likely Oscars player because they have the next Studio Ghibli film, How Do You Live, to be released in Japan and overseas, I believe, on July fourteenth. Michael Hayao Miyazaki, he's been making films for a while. Mm-hmm. This might be his last one. Did I hear that? We have Studio Major Ghibli Oscar. five Oscar noms already. They won for Spirited Away. This could. I mean, I've been low key rewatching this series, chipping away at it. On that's HBO something Max. we might
1: we we might do. I mean, that's that's something I feel like we we could dive into, right? They
0: are wonky gonzo stories that I really respect, and some of them work better than others. Like I just watched the Tale of Princess Kaguya. I did not like it. It was kind of boring.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. I I don't think I've ever seen any of them, to be honest with you.
0: I think you're in for some treats, but you got to know that these are these are some strange hard right turns in these stories. <laughs> like you'll have this fairy tale setup and then then the ghost monsters just eating everybody. It's wild. Or the Explain castle m- just starts to walk.
1: Explain to me how that's different from any movie we just described.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things just gain feet and walk.
1: Like trees and, yeah, it's wild. Pretty good. You, you, what, you, what you really just described was Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Be <laughs> our guest, be our guest. <laughs> Everything, just gaining feet, walking around, setting the table. Where are we in this episode? Lionsgate. Uh, do you <laughs> Lionsgate? Want, to... Do we want to do Lionsgate? All right, let's just let's just
0: power through here. Yeah, let's run through. Lionsgate's got some really cool projects. John Wick Chapter Four release is going to make money. Weekend. I am going to see this tonight with a group of large men. I hope Good. we can fit into our large leather seats.
1: I would like each one of you at a certain point during the movie to say, "I could do that." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll 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 take you up on that, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Somewhere in Queens is next. This comes out April 21st, uh, directing and starring Ray Romano. Laurie Metcalf is in, is in this one. Uh, interesting trailer. Another one of that kind of... The, the Julia Louis-Dreyfus one that you accused me of playing favorites with. This movie and that movie kind of ring the same tones for me.
0: My son's a basketball star. (laughs) Get out of my shower. (laughs) That's the only thing that sticks out to me about Ray Romano. And it will forever because I laughed so damn hard when, (laughs) what's his name, good God, from uh, Paul Blart. When Paul Blart did the impression of Ray Romano. Kevin James,
1: yeah. Kevin James. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. This one... Uh, based on a book that's been around forever and has been taught in schools for a while, too. Uh, April 28th, 2023. This is Rachel McAdams, many Safdie, Kathy Bates, directed by Kelly Freeman Craig, who was the screenwriter of the film The Edge of Seventeen. Huh. Since
0: one of her parents is a Christian while the other is Jewish... Margaret goes on a
1: quest to discover her religious identity. That's the premise. Yeah, so that story, again, a movie, much less a trailer, which if shown in a Florida school under this dope jackass of a current governor, would be breaking the law, even though it's been taught in public schools for actual decades. The lesson is always, fuck Ron DeSantis. Uh, I have no interest in seeing this movie, and I may go see it 30 times in theaters just for that basis alone. Ah, I love it. Mike <laughs> One grudges.
0: Kathy Bates is funny in the trailer, too. Forcing him to watch the movies. a good trailer, though. That's excellent. Uh, We have About My Father from Lionsgate. This is going to be a Sebastian Maniscalco comedy heading to theaters May 26th. I just saw a podcast
1: clip where he said paying for a family of five to get into Universal Studios with an express pass for the day was $1,100. That can't be true. uh, He was dead serious about it. It's probably true. (laughs) $1,100? Eleven hundred dollars? <laughs>
0: That's crazy. I mean, if you get like the super advanced
1: passes where you, you truly you don't have, have to, wait to fight the mind. kid behind the ticket counter. If a kid tells me I gotta pay eleven hundred dollars to get into a roller coaster park, you that you you fight you, 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 you throw hands. You have to. You're like, you have to come out from behind there, but we have to fight constitutionally. Our forefathers said, in this circumstance, I have to fight you. Sure, sure, please leave me alone. Sure, don't do it. Good God.
0: That's a lot of money. You're right. Anyway, we're talking about his film that comes out in May. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It could be good. Uh, The Blackening. This is coming out June 16th from Lionsgate Horror Comedy starring Jermaine Fowler and many
1: others. I am begging everyone to go seek out the (laughs) four-minute sketch The Blackening is based off of. It was on Comedy Central in like 2018 from 3P. Seven black friends being chased by a white killer, and they need to decide on which one they're going (laughs) to sacrifice to him and they have to sacrifice which the one they say is the blackest <laughs> and the others will live. And then the sketch is just a fight between the seven of them arguing of how they're all the whitest. In the, It's so fucking it is. It's not only great satire <laughs> and great comedy, but it's like discussing social issues, which is what the basis and the genesis of horror was meant to be in the first place. It's so good. I'm excited for this one.
0: The blackening awesome all right so that that that's exciting uh, then we have joyride coming out on July 7th and this did very well at South by Southwest uh, met a meta score of 81 from director Uh, Adele Lim of uh, the Crazy Rich Asians fame. She was the screenwriter and starring Joyride will star Stephanie Hsu, Sherry Cola, Ashley Park and Sabrina Wu. Lots of rave reviews, especially from some of our friends. Good. At South by Ryan McQuaid really loved it for uh, for the record. Sherry Cola.
1: Great acting name, by the way. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah, well, I, I stick by it. I mean, come on. That's an all timer. Sherry Cola. It's pretty good. Uh, we got a bunch more that should make some money here, Mike. White Bird, A Wonder Story, that comes out mid-August. Mark Foster, Helen Mirren, Jillian Anderson are on that. Uh, the Expendables 4, that's coming out the end of September. Saw X, Saw 10, Saw is just going to always be around. Mm-hmm. That's a Halloween play, obviously. God damn it. I wish I wasn't looking forward to it based on nothing, but I am. <laughs> The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, The Winds of Winter, The no. Child, The Ice, The Fire. It's a prequel about yeah. uh, Mr. Snow there. It's about Jennifer Lawrence taking her first acting gig. That comes out in November, <laughs> November 17th. Uh, <laughs> Lionsgate's got some movies that are going to make money <laughs> they, this year. They know how to make money, that's for sure. It feels like they've been saving them, right? Is Ly- what, what would you call Lionsgate? Because if you look at Lionsgate's financials and their big domestic box office players, they... Are huge money makers. I mean, obviously the biggest ones are the. uh, I remember looking this up. It's the Hunger Games ones, but like Lionsgate knows how to print money, and I wouldn't think of them as a major studio. We've had no product in theaters compared to this year, Michael. Like
0: every week, there's a major tentpole uh, based on previous IP. Yeah, that's got to make money. I'm almost worried that there's too much slated. Ah, it'll be
1: oversaturated. It. I mean, this is the cycle, right? Just like. Uh, superhero movies are starting to get oversaturated and that's why the box offices are maybe lessening a little bit. I think the uh, reliance on nostalgia and former IP or established IP is going to get oversaturated within the next couple years and we're going to go back to original programming.
0: Anyway, theater owners got to be fairly happy about it I would think, yeah we have Ordinary Angels from Hillary, or starring Hillary Swank. Uh, cool premise here, inspired by the incredible true story of a hairdresser who single handedly rallies an entire community to help a widowed father save the life of his critically
1: ill young daughter. So, not much out there. There are two stills on IMDb for this movie. Both of them involve the main characters in the snow. So, I'm guessing this is a holiday play. Hmm. Uh, a side note mm-hmm. Ted Lasso
0: explained. Hallmark movies okay. in season three, episode two. And it might've been the hardest I've ever chuckled in my life because okay. I didn't allow myself to laugh loudly, okay. but I chuckled hard. And if ordinary angels starring Hillary Swank is a lovely made for Christmas miracle movie from Lionsgate mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. I want, I want it to be something that Hallmark movie fans or Hallmark movie People who have to watch them will enjoy.
1: Good. Okay. I have. N- I, I can't do anything with those comments. I have not watched Ted Lasso yet. You have to. You have to watch Ted. Lasso. Mike,
0: if you don't watch Ted Lasso, you're an a-hole. Well, I Are watched gonna season. Watch one. I watched
1: season one. I watched season one. I haven't yeah. watched season yeah. two yeah. or three. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got to get to it. It's the same. It's the same. It's the issue I have but, with with every TV show. Like, here, I can't keep up with it. You... I'll get back to it when it's over. You know. That it's only going three seasons, right? So you oh, is know, it was, it's so three was getting, three is the last one.
0: It's getting a definitive third season right now. Okay, you can't catch up in time for that. You know no. what I've been watching lately? <laughs> do you want to know? But here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to see if I can poke you into doing something, and it's it's not working. I'm just laying it on thick here. It's not because
1: even... I'm like in my head right now. I'm like, do I do I watch Ted Lasso tonight, or do I want to keep watching what I've been watching? I've been working my way through Married with Children. Married with Children, mm-hmm. I firmly believe. I think I had a recent tangent about this, by the way, but I'm going to do it again. I firmly believe it is the best written show of all time. Mm-hmm. You show me any other show <laughs> that's just as relevant and funny from 35 years ago as it is today, <laughs> and I'll shake your hand. You can't do it.
0: What do I do, people? Do I disagree with them? <laughs> do I agree? Like, I, I just, you're, giving, you're cornering me into an area where I don't know how to respond either so i guess we've stymied each other in this mm. final 15 minutes of the episode
1: i would give ed o'neill if ed o'neill walked in my front door i'd pass out i don't get starstruck but if ed- <laughs> if i ever come across ed o'neill i think i would faint
0: there you go folks you know how to starstruck <laughs> star strike this michael let's finish there we'll we'll push neon into the next episode because neon's got some cool movies to talk yeah. about as well but uh
1: we got at least two more of these michael and i mean there's site. a ton to come we got sony we got paramount we got all kinds of i'm just rolling down your list here stx is out there universal obviously which includes all kinds of other <laughs> studios as well that universal owns uh i mean this is again part one of the pictures of what will probably be how many episodes you think this will go my two or three I put it as three. We're going to do okay. the
0: third episode to focus on the streamers, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, or the rest of the streamers. A lot to obviously. talk
1: about with that, too, with Apple saying that they're going to be doing a billion dollars of business for theatrical releases upcoming, too, which is nice. a good move by them and puts them diametrically opposed to Netflix, obviously.
0: I am the day after the shrinking finale, and I'm just tickled
1: pink with Apple right now. I, That's another one. Like I want to dive into it. Is it going to get a second season?
0: Yeah, it already got greenlit.
1: Well, then I can't watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if it was John from Cincinnati, you would I'm dive in. i
1: <laughs> What a reference by you, Mike! Cancelled,
0: wow! one and done. Wow! So I... Remember, remember when we were all watching HBO Late Night? It was yes! like the cool yeah, thing. I, listen, I
1: know exactly what you're feeling right now. Yes, I do. Yes we yes. all
0: watched John from Cincinnati and we thought it was something it was a TV show it might have been cuz it good. was
1: po- it was it was after it was when the wire ended it was the one after Sopranos right if i remember wow talk about being stuck in 2005 i'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that movie, that uh, that show was The Wire Spot, The Wire Replacement. Everyone watched it, and then they were like, this is bad. <laughs> Don't make any more of these, please. But you wow. would watch that. You would watch it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I might have to go back and see if it's on HBO Max right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Instead of watching Ted Lasso, which you
0: know everybody loves. Man, I am so proud of you for that poll. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm smiling I'm no right longer. Now. I'm no longer proud of me. <laughs> because of it, just had the opposite effect. Whatever I say is just, just talk about backlashes, folks. Just having I'm the opposite. I'm just an effect. agent
1: of chaos. I, I just, just want, want Mike
0: to watch more good things, and he just watches shit. <laughs> he just does shit everywhere. It's all he does is watch shit instead of the good stuff. And then I got to deal with him when he really hates something like Avatar, and oh, then it's, and shit. then you just have a grudge, and you just. And and then you're like mad. You you haven't. What's the last movie you watched? Find me
1: one person who says, "Man, Avatar really. I've really thought about Avatar." Took your
0: Avatar hate.
1: Find me one person, Mike, and you you took it out on all of movie kind, (laughs) all of film kind. I want you to find me the fan who was like, you know. Avatar really touching me. A lot of people did. Oh bullshit. bullshit! Bullshit! They bought their tickets, they're like, this looks pretty, and they never thought about that movie again. Uh, that movie sucked.
0: And therefore, you're not with me on John Wick 4 tonight. Which is just it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I didn't even want to ask you. I felt bad about asking you.
1: I have two friends, honest to God, mm-hmm. who have been like begging me to watch the first three John Wicks for five years now. Yeah, you, you should watch them; they're great. Like they've been begging me to watch the first two John Wick movies before John Wick three came out. Why haven't understand. you watched them? I think I watched one. I think I watched John Wick one. <sighs> it's not over. I, I'll binge it someday. I don't. I don't believe you. Well, you're probably right too. <laughs> But you'll binge it like 30 years from now, and, what which is this, annoying. What if this is the origin story to how I become the biggest John from Cincinnati fan of all time? i <laughs> uh, so mad at you right now. <laughs> what an outro. Guys, <laughs> as always, what matters most to us are your thoughts. What are you looking forward to from this slate of studios? Uh, just as a means of recap, A24 Disney. We also threw in some Lionsgate at the end there for you. We do want to hear from you. Uh, Studio Ghibli got to mention in there. Uh, a lot of movies coming out from just these studios. What are you most looking forward to? What are you most trepidatious about? What do you think is going to be the biggest Oscars player of the bunch here? Uh, as well, as always, you can leave us any other thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns about anything we do here in the MMO empire on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook. Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram. At MM and oscar on Twitter. Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com. And on Reddit. We're available wherever you do hear a podcast. If you're listening to us on either the Apple podcast or spotify app if you appreciate what we do here if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review would take 10 seconds out of your day and make our entire one yes please uh thank you to everyone who has done so thus far for us michael uh we've kind of told the good people all, all episode what's coming next but uh let's reiterate that let's have some words of wisdom to end on we wanna do a box office special too with Eric yes, Weber yes, and yes, uh, yes.
0: we're trying to find time to book him. Uh, I gotta talk to you about that by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I about that. We were supposed we to do that send, before we recorded. <laughs> we gotta send our guy some dates there anyway. Uh, we have uh we have two more of these pictures and then we have the picks and, and we've done other episodes in this series series which I gotta ask you about as well. Because we could we could bolster this series. Like this could be what our definitive what spring about? series every year.
1: What did we do? I don't remember.
0: Well, swell came on and we did our top five feared films. Oh, and, oh remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah two yeah. years in a row. Do we not get her back? Yeah, the no. Third we, year? we
1: should do that. You know what's hilarious about swell? Okay. Um. <laughs> so we're recording this on the 24th of March. UConn had just beaten Arkansas the night before. It was great for UConn alum and mm-hmm. wallets alike. Um, <laughs> UConn was booked at the Luxor in Vegas. And they got they got to their hotel rooms and they said that they were covered in like vomit and dust and worse. It was the quote from Sports Illustrated. Oh, no. So they had to rebook at a different spot uh, on the strip for because they're playing their tournament games, the NCAA tournament games in Vegas. And I talked to swell yesterday (laughs) and she's going to Vegas for the Taylor Swift concert. Okay. And I said, hey, where are you staying? She's like, oh, I'm at the Luxor. <laughs> so I sent her all the all the stuff about Yukon having to move, and she got to her room, and she's like, this place is fine. I don't know what the hell your team's talking about. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So hope she's enjoying the Taylor Swift concert in in comfort and in luxury, as she deserves, not surrounded by vomit and dust. Hopefully. All right.
0: And then hopefully we can get her to be afraid of some, some movies this year. <laughs> yes, there you by go. By the way.
1: Well, this has been a... A hell of an episode. Guys.
0: I, was, I think I was supposed to do Words of Wisdom, too. Right? Oh, yeah. Do you have any? What do you got? I, 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 I do. But I want to reiterate what I said earlier. All of these movies are coming out this year, and all of them are going to contend for Oscars. All of them are Correct. probably going to be nominated and win. So Correct. I think this is very important to establish right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will we will not say anything differently going forward. Right. And this is only a third of the slate. Mm. So They're, they're all... They better add more categories. It's like you start the season. Everybody's everybody's
1: undefeated. That's right. That's right. Everyone's got a chance for Super Bowl glory. And then the Giants play, and you're like, oh, this team's bad. (laughs) The
0: Knicks lose three in a row, and you can't sleep.
1: (laughs) Guys, when reality sucks, you can start your season undefeated with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you very soon. See ya.